up with all the clothes in the parking lot? Seriously. Sorry, must have dropped them. Dan, you can't take your clothes off until we're in the studio. Yeah, we do the show semi-live and semi-nude, not the parking lot. See, I just like to think of Wednesday as naked day. Me too. I have a hard time putting clothes on at all. Actually, naked time is only from 6 to 7, not all day. At least wear a feather boa the rest of the time, Dan. Speaking of 6 to 7, it's almost time. Crud, we have to hurry. See, I am ready to go, and you fools have to strip still. Well, I'm wearing my easy-release stripper clothes. Ta-da! All right, y'all, let's start the show. It's 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Time for Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. The next hour is going to be bursting with news, reviews, and interviews for the TBLG community, our friends, families, and allies. And we are your hosts, the cool kids. Dan. Meredith. Christy. And Greg. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. And we are here. Woohoo! It is July 19, 2006. All day long. All day long. And and I would help if you use a Isn't microphone. That exciting? <laughs> I haven't been here so long that I'm like, how does this work again? You think you're just having a conversation? <laughs> it is sort of like that. Yeah, right, exactly. So. But um so I wanna do a shout out to my sister. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Dan sister. Which one? It's Kira. Yay, Kira, uh, we love you. Yes, and it's uh Thank uh, God you survived your life with Dan Burns yeah. as a young child. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> And you don't know how much that's true. But anyway. <laughs> um, but yes, she's going to be like all of 30. and um, wow. It's a milestone birthday. Uh, yeah. So um, she's going to actually be a little older, but I don't think she wants me to tell people that. Um, but um, she'll be in her 30s. She'll just be solidifying her 30s. Gotcha. And, um, so, uh, she's turning something. You know, I, I'm going to think I might start saying like, I'm turning 2013. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, or, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's her, her her early 30s, so it's one of those. Uh, um, but, yes, it's, um, and uh, so, yes, so I spent some time with her this weekend, and it cool. was, um, uh, uh, I don't know if it was considered quality time, but we kind of like, um, it's been very interesting. The last couple of times we've, her and I have gotten together, we've kind of talked about, um, people that were that are in our lives that have been very um, influential or people that we've really admired that are like really nobodies, um, and um, <laughs> they're not nobody. Well, they're nobody really to are. you. Well, but the thing is, is that they're not like, for instance, like if I mentioned, you know, Mary McIntosh, you would have no idea who this person is. I totally do. You do not. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say if I, I do. No. If I mentioned Nini, you would have no idea who Nini. I know is. somebody named Nini. Ah, I don't so. know a Nini, but I'd not like an to. inspirational person. Oh, okay. Addict, but you oh, know. <laughs> so it isn't the same person. So no, uh, likely not. Uh, but yeah, so just different things like that. Where um, they're, but they're just very influential. They, what they did is they just made their their own world more important, you know, and um, and just kind of made like really use the resources that they had in their life to make other people's lives better, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it was just it was just one of those things and Kira has been going through a lot of um influential i guess elders or or um women um i don't know what would be the proper word for that not necessarily matriarchs but um influential women in her life that have, that she would that she would love to have pattern her life after and i'm and i have been consistently reminding her of how she still can do that um, because these were people mm-hmm. that were you know one of which is yeah her chances are not over to right do that. exactly so I think she's and so I think that that's one of the things that I think we all uh, with uh, 
just with uh, these conversations, I'm, I've always remembered how we all, um, how we all can just be, um, how we all can be able to, to make our lives really important and influence the lives around us positively. And you never right. know who you're doing that for. Right. Exactly. So, so you should never no, stop. It's fine. It's okay. fine. Yes. You're right. And it is fine to be able to. It is fine. Um, I, was not, we were ex- I was experiencing a minor technical difficulty. There. <laughs> That's what I was referring to. Sorry. But it's been fixed. Well, and just always remember, you know, like Grandma Moses didn't start painting until she was in her late 70s. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's never too late. That's right. It's well, never, ever too late. You never know where life is going to take you and mm-hmm. what those mm-hmm. life choices are going to well, do for you. Exactly. And do for other people. Right? Yes. And so I just, you know, so encourage folks who are just kind of like feeling that they're not really making much of an influence. Well, maybe you're just gathering all the uh, information right now. And uh, it only takes one person, too, to have a huge impact on. So they may not tell you. I don't think people always feel comfortable saying to someone, hey, you've had this giant impact on my life. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. don't assume that you haven't. Don't assume there isn't someone out there who... Exactly. You've really helped. Right. And that's true, because sometimes you do make you do an influence. It's, it's kind of like that ripple effect of, um, and I sometimes do that in the grocery store, where I've noticed the last three people that uh, the cashier has waited on has been really grumpy, and, you know, and I'll say thank you, or I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, please, or just be courteous and, and actually greet them with a, you know, uh, thanks for being here kind of thing, or... Uh, make trying to make their day because it kind of helps them get through the rest of the right the right. crew that's trying to get out of there. So yeah, you know, I have a friend that actually that sometimes backfires on them. Really, he chooses to make of his interaction with service people of a human one. Yes, rather than not making eye contact with them. Right, they're there to serve. So, you know, he really genuinely asks cashiers, "How are you?" Yep. He, you know, he does that to servers. He does. He just does that. Well, sometimes they've got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, that that can be dangerous. And so he ends up spending twenty minutes extra. Right. That he right. didn't mean to spend doing yes. something. But you know I, what? It's though? commendable that oh, he does yes. that. I yes. think it's great. And and I, I know that he probably gets probably perturbed by that or something. But I think what a wonderful service because you know what? That's twenty minutes where they didn't take it out on somebody else. Right. You know that. Right. He and was, I mean, I don't know if he's perturbed. He's just saying like. Sometimes it gets in my way. Yeah. That's all. Yes. Right. Like, Definitely. You know, I feel it's, a, he says, I feel it's important to do this and I'm not going to stop. Right. And um, I, I commend him for doing it. I do yeah. too. And the other thing is that if we all did that more, he wouldn't get stuck spending 20 minutes, right? Oh, hello. Yes. And, you know, service people are human. It's yes. not, they deserve a little mm-hmm. interaction. Yes. You know, I remember being a cashier and, you know, and, and thinking about, Working with people, I don't it never really felt like working with people to me. Right. It felt like working with money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because you don't interact with people unless they inter- complain. Right, to you. unless they're complaining. Yeah. Or what have you. And I've stopped doing that. I now don't complain about people that are giving me bad service. I when I know someone who's giving me good good service, like above average service. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying it has to be great, but above average service. I will call the manager over. And I've had some managers just coming up to me like, 
What's wrong? Uh, yeah, like, okay, they're really defensive. And I said, I just really want to tell you that, you know, so-and-so, like, for instance, there was a situation at the Quality 16. I lost my keys. Um, I was sitting watching the movie. We really enjoyed the movie. Got up, went out to the parking lot. I went, oh, my gosh, I don't have my keys. Couldn't figure out what happened. So I retracked my... my um, Steps, got back, and the people were cleaning and all these different things. And this young man um, saw me reaching over, trying to feel something or whatever. And he goes, oh, don't get your hands dirty. And he pulls out his flashlight start, and gets on his hands and knees and starts looking for my keys. And we oh, couldn't wow. find them and things. And his friend's like, well, they've got to be here somewhere. If they have you, you've traced, retraced. Your, they actually were, like, retracing my steps with me or whatever. And it turns out they fell into, you know, how the, the seat uh, Fold. folds up. Uh-huh. Right in that crevice, and to the side, it was stuck on like a bolt. Right. And so, of course, they were. I didn't hear them fall. Right. They weren't when we kneeled down or whatever. But they took the time to find it, turned all the lights on, went in, found them, and um, and I was like, well, thank you so much, like this. And I walked out and. Why I went up up to the manager and I said, hi, who, who are I to get the manager? And of course, like three people are like, not me. It's over there. Like this. Right, and, right, right. And I walked up to him and I, and of, and of course I'm sitting, you know, waiting to speak to the manager and the manager and the, uh, the three that he was dealing with kind of like, um, I think you need to stop. If there's somebody, there's a man wanting to talk to you apparently like this. And he turns around and he's like, I can, can I help you like this or whatever? Tried to be, okay, I'm ready for the embrace. And I said, I don't know who these two young men are, but I need to tell you what an awesome staff you have. And he was just that I told him just, just raving. And then the three there, he was helping. Oh, I know who that is. That's so-and-so. Making sure they get the credit. And it was like, and he goes, that, that's it. I said, yeah, I just think you should know, you know, when somebody does something good. Mm-hmm. And I made a big impact on my life. I didn't have to get my car broken into. I didn't have to get all these things. You just, that young man just saved me money and time because he took the time to get on his hands and knees right. with all the gummy and butter popcorn. and That young you man know. Got, took care so. of business by getting on his hands and knees. He huh? did. Exactly. <laughs> I also want to say, you know, we, uh, when so many servers are of the gay persuasion. Oh, yeah. We are being nice to ourselves. Yes. When we are... When yeah. we, <laughs> you know, that is so true. I mean, I was in a small town recently and went to the local pizzeria, the only restaurant in town. Who, who was our waiter? The only gay man in big town. Big gay Al. <laughs> waiter. Big gay Al. I was, when I was in New York City, I actually said to my friends, is every waiter in New York gay? Yes. And they're like, yes. Yeah. Of course they are. Yes, they are all gay. Because uh, we were struggling actors. Right. What we else were, do you do with yourself? We were in this restaurant called Elmo, which is a weird, oh, funky nice. little name. It's in Chelsea, and of New York, not Chelsea, Michigan. Oh, okay. And I swear to you, there were all the super gay <laughs> waiters everywhere, and one woman in the tiniest pair of shorts I've ever seen a human Good being Good for wear. her. Yeah. <laughs> she probably feels safe because none of them right. have a walk They're looking. like, whatever. <laughs> That's right. Girl. They're just they're jealous. Like, they can't wear girl. it. <laughs> Can I borrow those on Friday? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's so I, I support so. being nice to the and, and yeah. calling out good behavior. Exactly. And speaking of good behavior, how are you, Christy? I'm over caffeinated. You know, I hardly ever drink coffee, but for some reason today I had three cups. Wow. I don't. Why? I don't know. It just sort of happened. One of the judges that I work with in my new job wanted to take me out to breakfast this morning. And, you know, and occasionally I'll indulge in a coffee drink, right? So I had an iced 
mocha. Ah. And it was wee because, you know, it was at a place that's a little shishi, so oh. they don't serve large beverages. Gotcha. And it was wee, and I was like, well, that was good, la-di-da, whatever. And then a few hours later, I was doing some work in another cafe, and I was like, well, I have to buy something. Okay. But my, pardon the expression, dumbass, never said decaf. I meant oh. to. Like, I walked up there saying, okay, I'm going to get a decaf. I'm going to get a decaf. I'm going to get a decaf. Oh, I didn't say it. We're going to have a fun <laughs> show tonight. Yeah, and I did that one more time. I went up and got another drink, and I forgot to say decaf. Maybe your body's like, I need caffeine. Maybe. I don't know, but I've really felt a little kind of wired and crazy today <laughs> and then i left i i did actually today's the first day in a long time that i actually did a full day's work which is weird <gasps> wow um, but i was as i was doing it um i somebody stuck a little business card on my car i came out of the place where i was working and there was a little business card on my car and it was i could tell it was the back that was sticking up okay and it said may i help you in block letters hmm and I was like, interesting. Yes. And I immediately thought, this is some jacked up weight loss thing. Yeah. It's a diet thing. Yeah. Right. Totally what yes. it is. Right. Because that happens. Yeah. Eat seventy pills instead of food, you lose hundred right. pounds in a month. Right. right. Exactly. Give me all your money. Right. Yeah. Instead of buying food. Yep. So I'm like already kind of mad. I'm like somebody was watching me. Saw my fat ass go in there, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, she needs my business card. She mm-hmm. probably feels really crappy about herself. Right. You know, which is totally not true. And I flip it over, and it said, instead of some crazy weight loss thing, it said, you should pray every day, www.biblebuffs.com. <laughs> <laughs> like what is this about <laughs> that's right exactly <laughs> and oh. I, I mean i my car is readily identifiable as a big gay car okay and i thought maybe oh. it was related oh. to that i was Did gonna you say you're probably cars? and i couldn't see any on any other cars around huh ouch so i mean ouch. it doesn't mean they weren't there i probably right. was the only person who'd been in that parking lot as long as i had Okay. So other people may have left already with gotcha. their little proselytizing business cards. Gotcha. And I just didn't know it. Did you find any on the ground? Because sometimes I see a I lot of people it. just throw it right on the ground. Other than mine. Other than yours. And I'm not a generally not a litterer. I would <laughs> normally not do statement. that. But it was a political statement. I wanted to drive on it. Right. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice. So I had to run it over. Yes. But it was just very strange. It was a very strange thing to get. Yeah. And it was. And it was like, what it was. I'm Bible buff. Bible buffs. Okay. Uh, buffs. buffs. Okay. P- plural. Okay. Are they naked Bible readers? Oh, that's what I'm wondering. I, I think that's that would maybe be buff Bible. <laughs> that might be Bible in the buff. Uh, there you go. But I was just, it made me think, like, somebody's always trying to... to the d- naked truth. Go ahead. <laughs> the naked truth. That's funny. <laughs> There's always a reason for people to tell you what's wrong with you. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, amen. I walk, yes. into, I walk up to it uh, expecting one thing telling me something's wrong with me. And it's something else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> right. But they're still telling me something's wrong with me. Well, there's a list that I'd like to talk to you about, Christy. Uh, <laughs> right. And the way that it, it was offensive, the way that it was put on there. May I help you? Yeah. I'm not in need. Yeah. That, you know you're, ab- you're right. Exactly. I, no, I'm not in need. Yep. It's just, it was very frustrating to me. 
Um, and maybe it was just the caffeine talking got me all hyped up about no, it. No, I sometimes you know what it is. I don't like the unsolicited right. um, things on my on my car. On my, in fact, it's a lot of times I and I wish I, I would. I, I would like to just because I don't know if it would work or not. Is to call the company up and say, you know what, I will now never buy your product or go to your store because you just left this on my. D- d- I don't think it my. does because I think far more people buy their product. Yes. That's why they do it that and way. And that's right? why, yeah, it's this is another way of getting things out. So I'm like, well, I. It's just like the, you know, when you get an unsolicited uh, email, don't respond because it confirms your email. Well, it's kind of like, oh, you know, so mm-hmm. so I just get, I feel sometimes victimized by just getting these it is. blasts. It's like, it is. It's it's terrible. And it's it feels intrusive. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, it's sort of like the how a telemarketer. Yeah. The way of telemarketers feel. I hate like, when you say, I think telemarketers are far worse because you say no and they still keep. And I think that's because I don't mind telemark. Like I, I don't mind like doing surveys and things when people oh, call I don't for mind surveys. Doing surveys. Um, uh, but the I think what I don't like, and I understand that people have to get have a job, so I understand that. But you're right; it's the part where you don't, they don't hear me say no. Well, right, and I know some of it is that people say no when they really mean yes, or they really mean I need more convincing information. Right, but right. when I say I have no money and I'm not giving to anybody right now, right. I actually mean that. Yes. And when you keep doing it, I'm like, right, I understand. I well, respect that's your job. I respect that's what you have to do, but I'm not giving you anything. Yeah, right. I actually had uh, an interaction because we don't get solicitation calls anymore for businesses because we're on the do not call list. Oh, great. But we do get charities because wow. charities are exempt from that. If you've given them money, they can call you. Got right. it. Well, there's a particular big gay organization, oh. which shall remain nameless. They are predators. They are predators. Really? And I and I had a big interaction with them and finally had it out. And wow. they I was traveling um over I was in a on a road trip and I ke- they kept calling me over I, for some reason when I well, I used my cell phone when I gave them money. Oh, okay. And so that was the number they had for me. And so they called me Got and it. Um, I told them I'm traveling. I will be. I can't talk to you right now. It wasn't even a solicitation for money. Well, I think they would have asked at the end. Right. We were trying to do <laughs> a member survey or whatever. I oh. hate that. And I always say, okay, I'll take your survey, but if you're going to ask me for money at the end, I don't. I'm not interested in like. Right. And and I said I'm traveling. I can't do this right now. Right. They called. Twice a day for five days. Oh wow. And, you know, I didn't answer every call. So, I, you know, it wasn't like I was having all yep. this interaction with him. I just knew. You can tell. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, in the final one, I said, you know what? I'm never giving you money again. Mm-hmm. I have told you multiple times I cannot do this right now. Mm-hmm. I am not able to talk to you. And you've been, I know it's not you specifically that it's, you guys mm-hmm. are just chucking me back in a system that right. some random person is calling me about. You know what? I'm not giving you my money. Yep. I, I refuse. Yep. Don't call again. Take my number, my name, everything. I don't even want to see mail from you. Right. Like, and that's they messed up yes. because, because I have right. a, a sizable amount of money I yes. give away every there year. You do, yeah, because you set it aside. You're unlike right. me, but you actually. <laughs> well, I mean, you actually I plan to do exactly. It. You have planned giving, and I think that that's great. That you know, yeah, that, I plan to do, it, and I was like, now you get none of it. Yep. Yep. You are <sighs> taken off the list. Right. Right. Exactly. I have a I had a a plan of giving money to that organization based on my 
the wedding invitations that I get. Every time mm-hmm. I get invited to a wedding, I would give money to this organization. There you go. Good job. And instead of buying a gift for the wedding. That's right. And I now I don't do that. I give it to somebody else. Yep. Yep. And they lost out. Yep. Because, I mean, not that I get That's invited to a wedding every weekend or anything. But. Well, but the, you go through, I think people, we go through groups. I mean, like right now, I mean, I haven't heard of any wedding and for a long time or whatever. And then suddenly this year we have three people in the offices that mm-hmm. are planning weddings. And it's just yeah. like, oh, my word. So, but, so, but speaking of buff, how are you, Meredith? Yeah. How are you, <laughs> Meredith? <laughs> Nice segue. You're so funny. I am going insane packing. I have yeah. to tell you, at some point, I thought to myself... Are you going on vacation? No, I'm leaving for D.C. next Thursday. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Exciting. For law school. Wow. And I have to tell you, if one more person tells me law school is going to be really hard and I'm going to be miserable in my first year, I'm going to go insane. See, it is going to be hard, but you're ready for it. Like you yes. know, it's going to be hard. I know yeah. it's going to be hard. I'm not thinking that I was just going to like lie around on my couch and drink lattes every day, <laughs> right. like, and just you know randomly show up for class and expect to do well. I get that it's hard. Right. I mean, uh, hello. <laughs> right. So, so I've been yeah, packing. Crazy. Wow. And as Dan, do you, I don't know. I think I told you that I've gotten rid of 11 bags of clothing wow and other items that i've wow well holy moly well one place that i gave to was like i'm sorry we only take three bags i said sorry i mean yeah. you don't have it posted anywhere i've got 11 bags yeah you should post it right so the right. woman got mad at me and i thought you know i'm the reason why your doors are open <laughs> <laughs> i'm the reason why your organization makes money the other place i brought it to she was like Bring as much stuff as you have in. Wow. We don't care. We'll take it all. My so, goodness. Yeah. 11 bags. I'm going insane. I'm leave, living out of boxes now. My apartment's Dang. a mess. I, I have to Always literally walk around the kitchen to get to the other side of my living room because I can't walk through the living room. It's wow. just amazing because that's not a, i mean it's not a very big apartment and i don't have that much stuff well that's what you keep telling me but i'm but gonna when like you, when stuff is not put away it's bigger mm-hmm. than when it is put away that's yeah. true that's i true. always feel that way it's reached the point where like all of the clothing that i'm not wearing right now is away but now i have this two big laundry baskets of clean clothing mm. that like i don't want to where am i going to put them like right. what am i going to do with them? right i need to wear them so I'm going a little insane. I have a couple yeah. friends who are preparing big move, preparing for big moves. Also, mm-hmm. one of them moving from New York to San Francisco, and the oh. other moving from Philadelphia to New York. And the one that lives in Philadelphia right now, she's moving like next week, and she has a three-story row house in Philly. Oh my god! Without air conditioning, <gasps> and she's been having to pack. Oh my word! I have to say, if I couldn't be in my air conditioning, I would. I, at some point, I've already reached the point where I thought I'm just going to sell it all. I'm going to sell it all, throw wow. it all away. If I had to do it in the heat, I would have had a garage sale and just yeah. been like, whatever you want, take it. I don't at care. one point, she post she t- sent me an email saying the thermostat in my apartment or my house says it's 94 degrees in here. Wow! And I was like. F that. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm either I would either give it away or hire people to pack it for me yeah. and go to the movies. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would do is maybe switch my sleeping schedule. Uh, that's not a bad idea. A bad so idea. that I would be up all night and then sleep during the heat. Right. You know. That's not a bad but, idea. So, but that would be, but yeah, but when you're 
you're just that uncomfortable. Yeah. It's you hard just, to function. Yeah. You just want to lie around. Well, and you only have short bursts of energy even. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I, I can't imagine concentrating for a long period of time. Unpacking mm-hmm. is so, it's already like a daunting, it can be emotional because you're, you're for right. all the, it's already hard enough without having some sort of physical. That's true because unpacking is is much more s- celebratory because it's right. a new start, it's a new beginning. You can organize mm-hmm. things you know, in yeah. a way. I mean, like all the things that you always say. Oh, I wish I could have organized my closet this way, or I wish I could have done this, or now's your opportunity. Now's your opportunity to right. do that. Right. But I feel like with packing, it's like, oh my God, I'm letting go of all these things yeah. and I'm moving on on or moving forward and right. all these things and it's just a lot harder to do because you're sort of reminiscing and at the same time deciding do I take this or do I throw it away mm-hmm. right so are you how are you getting all your stuff to DC are you driving a big truck or are you my partner and I are driving we leave next Thursday we're hitching the my car to the back of the U-Haul and gotcha. we're driving ourselves to DC so we'll get to someplace close to D.C. Thursday night, and then I can move into my apartment on Friday morning. So I'm excited, but yeah. I have not seen my apartment. I'm going into it sight unseen. Someone gotcha. I know has seen it, and she said it was really cute. It's got wood floors. Oh, wow. You haven't even seen this place no, yet. No, I have no idea. I don't know anything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, like, totally... I know where it is. I know the neighborhood it's in. Like, I know those kinds of things. I can sort of picture what right. the community I'm living in is going to be like. Yeah. But all I know is I'm on the fifth floor of a five-story apartment building. It's one room... And I've got wood floors. That's all I know. I don't know how many windows. I don't know. I mean, I know it's five hundred square feet. One room in a bathroom, feet. right? It's not like you have a. It's like, like right. a jail cell. You don't. No, have it's one room. Or, okay, good. With a little kitchen, a little like changing room that leads into the bathroom. Gotcha. That sounds so. very similar to the studio apartment my friend lived in in Washington D.C. for oh. a couple of years. Huh. Exactly the same, actually. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm wow. excited. But it was it was a bigger building than that. It was like nine or ten floors, uh, but uh, very similar setup. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited, but again, oh my god, I'm leaving mm-hmm. in a week. I remember I was like, oh, I'm leaving in six months. Oh, That's it's it? three months. Oh, it's That's two right. months. Oh, uh-huh. oh, I've got a month. I know. It kind of freaked me out today when you said, oh yeah, I've got six days. I was like, oh, oh wow, yeah. That's you know, I remember so. when it was double digits. Yes, but speaking of double digits, yeah. So we are um, uh, going to take a couple minutes to kind of break, you and try we're going to. So I do. <laughs> the They're good. Thanks. You're getting better. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a break, a, a quick break, and then we're going to have we have a couple of topics to bring up. Uh, one is this is the week of the gay games. Woohoo! Men and uh, speedos, and then <laughs> um, and then the other kind of tragic news is about the um, what's going on over in Israel. So, we'll see you on the other side. We're from Camp Trans, and you're listening to Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 
It's a radio for all kinds of people. Yeah, and thank you, Alex, for putting all the background music and that's right. that's totally finding hot. all that stuff. Um, so I've got some like really unfortunate news. Actually, it's kind of surprising news. And um, I found this on 365gay.com, and the title of it is Bounty for Killing Gays at World Pride. Um, and so on, this came out on J- July 11. It says, hundreds of leaflets distributed uh, to homes in Jerusalem's ar- ultra-Orthodox area and other parts of the city overnight um, offer 20,000... Israeli new shekels, um, or about $4,500 U.S., to anyone who kills uh, gays marching in the next month's World Pride in Jerusalem. The flyers bore the name Red Arm for Salvation and said the money would go to anyone who will cause the death of, of one of the Sodom and Gomorrah people. During this parade, 300,000 corrupt animals are anticipated to march through the holy city of Jerusalem, waiting avidly for the chance to put themselves on display before our children and our sacred Torah. They will try as hard as they can to to defile as many of our innocent children as they can, the leaflet said. The flyers are the flyers also gave detailed instructions, and this is what gets me on how to make a Molotov cocktail in incident Incend- oh, Incendiary. Uh, thank you very much. Bomb. Using a bottle uh, to be lobbed into the parade. The leaflets made reference to Shai Schlizel, a member of the extreme... Did I say that right? You're laughing at me. Um, <laughs> yes, but... um, Herity Orthodox sect, who was serving a prison term for stabbing three people during last year's gay pride parade in Jerusalem. Um, Herity leaders... Uh, say they did not distribute the flyers and claim no knowledge of the red army. Excuse me, the red arm of salvation, suge- suggesting the leaflet, the leaflets were a prank. Police, however, are taking the threat seriously and said they are particularly concerned about the call to bomb the parade. The threats came as pressure continues to mount on authorities to cancel the march. Police are expected to make a decision later this week on whether to refuse a parade permit. Meanwhile, Jerusalem Open House, Israel's largest LGBT gay rights organization, which is organizing World Pride, says it will not be victimized. We will not surrender to violence. And on August 10th, we will march in Jerusalem and call for tolerance and equal rights, said the director of the Open House. Threats of violence have been escalating as World Pride approaches. Last month, a Muslim leader, Sheikh Ibrahim uh, uh, Sarzer, who is also a member of the Kenzet, warned. What's it? Knesset. Kenet, but that's not how they spell it. K, is it? They must have spelled it. Is it K N? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. They spelled it some other way. Uh, Warren Gaze that, <laughs> but thank you very much. So the Knesset. Uh, Warren Gaze that they dare to approach the Temple Mount during the parade. They will do so over our dead bodies. Uh, Monday night, the, the Israeli government sur- uh, survived a non-confidence vote in the Knesset uh, brought by two orthodox uh, political parties. I'm sorry. What is this Gentile? No. But anyway, so it's, it's okay. one of those things where I was... What's that? You know some well, stuff. Well, thank you very much. And I it, it's that. not a Gentile thing. Okay. It's more of a Hebrew, not Hebrew thing. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So I was really like surprised by that there was 20,000 leaflets distributed to people's homes overnight. And they were That's calling... Impressive. Hello. This is right? not like That's just one work. person... You know, right. uh, putting something out. This is a group of people putting things out there and, um, and, and calling for the murder of gay people and rewarding people for this behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I was just absolutely like, wow, I've not seen that kind of hatred in I such think, a long time. I think that perhaps what it is is that Israel and the surrounding areas are in such a culture of violence at this point mm-hmm. that to not solve a you know, a perceived problem with violence would sort of be like, well, how else would we do that? Right. Because that's what you see all around you mm-hmm. every day. That's mm-hmm. how people seem to be solving the issues. Right. But I think that's the part where I was just surprised that not only did they have the reward, they had the backing of somebody to give that much money, mm-hmm. first of all, and then to have, and then to actually have that much organization to be able to put that, that many leaflets mm-hmm. out there. But then on top of it, then to give the recipe um, and the instructions on how to make a Molotov cocktail, I'm like, they're not talking about, I mean, at first I thought, oh, they're just talking about like just like sharpshooters one at a time and they're looking for some sharpshooters who have that type of skill. And I was like, well, I can see where they're trying to go, but they're looking for people just to bomb the entire, like to do, take several people out at one time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, yeah, it's. I mean, I hear I, I've heard, read this article recently also, and just thinking, you know. And then there's another article you have sitting there yep. um, about Fred Phelps, and it's like, you know oh, what? Yeah. He's not that far away. No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh Those two, those two arguments are not very distant. No, they're not. And I think I the know. difference is, I think the difference is the amount of violence within each country mm-hmm. as to why he isn't doing what this pamphlet yes. encourages. Right. right. I mean, he does it right. in a completely different way, but there are objectives and, you know... And I was even reading in an article recently of how, I think it was in um, Northern Europe, um, and I'm not really sure clear where it was, like if it was the Netherlands area or the um, Sweden or something, where they were talking about where people just for having hate speech were like jailed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I would love to hear that. You know, I would love to be mm-hmm. able to have someone be able to say, no, this is more than just what freedom of speech is. This is really hate hate speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess, well, the other thing too is then what goes through my mind, and I'm sorry I took it way further than probably a lot of people do, but like, are they going to, I mean, how do they prove that this person's gay? I mean, what if people who are allies or supporters are in the crowd and walking well, with folks. Well, they should be put to death also. Right. And I think that that's exactly, I mean, that's what I think that what they're, they're implying. I think that, you know, is, it, it implies that they're a Jewish group of, a Jewish right. organization. Right, it certainly implies that. Yeah, certainly you and I argued about this before right. the show. Um, but I would think that they would also want any Jew who supports gay rights. I mean, like, they just, right. unless you think exactly how they think, they don't want you yes. around. Right, right. 
you're an evildoer or right. whatever. And how would you prove it, too? I mean, how would you bring the body with you to collect? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm really being very horrifying here, but it's right. just one of those things of, like, what, what, what are they thinking? Like, how are they thinking they're going to carry this out? I don't think they care. Right. Like, right. I don't, and I don't even know that they have the money to pay the rewards. Right. Because five I figure or ten, you'll be in jail anyway. Right. Or yeah. you're going to do it. That's their objective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, what you I mean, do, after the back? fact, you can't, you can't, when you go to them and say, okay, I want a reward, and they say, no, you can't unkill those people. Right, right. So they don't, they don't care. Yeah. They're not honorable people enough right. to have the first place. And I right. think that that's why I sometimes get very frustrated with that, because it's, I, I'm only thinking in one, in one area of how, uh, if if you were in a civilized situation, I mean, I guess that's where I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that the people in Israel are not civilized or in the Middle East are not civilized, but I'm just saying that if you're going to take this all the way through to the logical point, it's hard to like when you're that fanatical. I sometimes think I, I have a hard time understanding it because I'm trying to use logic and not emotion. Or right, well, it's the know. same way trying to argue against virulent homophobes yes. you can't use logic because they're not arguing from a logical place that's right so there's you know you can throw logic in their face and they'll just change the subject right or twist your logic or twist your illogical. logic or yeah. quote some random passage from yeah. the bible that's you and know take it out of context and take it out of context and selectively pick from the bible yes you know not every time i hear someone say the Bible says homosexuality is an abomination, and I, I, my automatic response is, "Do you eat pork?" Because oh, yeah. the Bible says that's an abomination too. That's right. right. In right. the same section of mm-hmm. the Bible, doesn't mm-hmm. that section like, also talk about not mixing the fabrics of your clothing? Right. right, and not being around a woman when she's menstruating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not Boy, touching do I have in pig trouble. skin. And people right. play football. People play football. Yep. Yeah. Right. On Sunday, even. Right. Dun, dun, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hello. So that's just, there's not, it's hard, you can't argue mm-hmm. logically about these things because they're not based on any sort of rational logic. And that kind of leads me where I, I'm, 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 I'm concerned because there's something in this article that I thought was very interesting. It's still dealing with the Middle East conflict threatens world pride. Um, the Israeli military conflict, and this actually came out yesterday. The Israeli military con- continued to uh, continued its bombardment of Hezbollah strongholds in southern Lebanon on Tuesday as rockets continued to pound settlements in Israel. Israel Prime Minister Ahud Almert, is that true, Almert? Almert said Tuesday that Israel Israel will press on with its week-long Lebanon offensive until its captured soldiers are released and its citizens are safe from attack. With hostilities showing no sign of letting up, the armed conflict may do what conservatives, conservative religious leaders and right-wing politicians have failed at forcing the, the cancellation of world pride. Organizers of the, of the next month's planned celebration in Jerusalem say they are closely monitoring the situation but are not yet ready to throw in the towel. Quote, we are carefully monitoring the situation while continuing our work toward towards August 6th, the opening date of the Jerusalem World Pride Week, Jerusalem Open House said in a statement to the media on Tuesday. During the current hostilities, hostilities, Jerusalem is a calm spot with a variety of public events going on as scheduled. We advise our guests from around the world to follow the news together with us and hope to 
and hope together with us for peace. The U.S. State Department has not upgraded its traveling warning for Israel since February 27th, when it noted the threat from suicide bombs from Palestinian militants. World Pride is scheduled to be held in Jerusalem from August 6th through the 12th, and organizers hope to draw thousands of people from around the world. The event, which is held in a different city, in a different world city every four years has to have been in excuse me was to have been in Jerusalem last summer but was postponed due to Israeli pullout uh, from the Gaza the world pride march and festivities have been uh, subject to harsh criticism and threats from conservative conservative religious leaders from the three major faiths and from right-wing politicians um, and and so I think that that's one of the things that I mean, this is, they've already delayed it once, um, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to put, I don't want to be too much of a conspiracy theorist, but, I mean, this kind of fits pretty close to, if they're, you know, this is kind of like, well, this is also a great opportunity not only to get Hezbollah out of, um, out of his power. But the Knesset has been fairly supportive of LGBT rights. Have they? Okay. In Israel, so I don't know that it necessarily serves them to... Not follow through on those. Actions. Well, the thing is, they haven't been approved yet to have their uh, uh, world pride or their world pride event yet, and right. so, and I think that would be really important to have that type of event, especially in Jerusalem, and especially if they've delayed it. I mean, uh, just by to play year. devil's advocate, though, in an effort to try and keep people safe. I mean, what would be a better target for Hezbollah than a bunch of gay yeah. Jewish whoever Hello. people you know exactly. in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. Just to play devil's mm-hmm. advocate, yes. like I mean, at some point, while you don't want to discourage the importance of the event, you also have to consider people's safety. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should stop the event because of these pamphlets. I mean, I think that's just playing into the, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they want. But it's so very interesting. I mean, if that would have happened here in Detroit or um, in Michigan, I mean, I really do wonder, mm-hmm. you know, what the reaction would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So... Right. Well, and we can always, I mean, there's always the element, I think, of race in that if it happens in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, well, those, we can't attack white people. You know, like, not that necessarily, I mean, anti-Semitism and racism can ki- are kind of very mm-hmm. intimate. They're twins. You right. know, they're very close relatives. And yes. And I think that that may be part of it. There's, I feel like the first thing, the pamphlets, like, why isn't there huge outrage and, yes. and big that talk about this? Yeah, yes. like one piddly little article. Yeah. And then, granted, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East mm-hmm, right now that mm-hmm. probably is overshadowing it. But if that did happen in Michigan, the entire LGBT community in the United States would be up in arms. Yes. And w- everyone would be here and yep. and supporting and yep. and everything. And it, and I think that well, it's just you know it's in Jerusalem, whatever. Right. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Right, might as well be in Africa. Right. I don't care about that. It might, have, might as well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> be in Mexico. I mean, they'd be right. like, who cares? Yeah, right, right. Definitely. So, but I anyway. don't know if they will come to our defense because there is an incredible event happening in Chicago this week. That's this true. Week. There's a lot of gays are really busy right now. Th- they really are. They got I a mean, lot on their plate. Yeah. Th- yeah, exactly. You know, they. Um, well, I'm trying to talk They're with the mic They're movers and shakers. And they are moving and shaking in about 30 different sporting events. 
Really? And they are. It is the Gay Games number seven, Chicago 2006. Dun, dun, dun. So I a, before you talk, I have a suggestion, Dan. Uh-oh. I think you and I should start practicing now, and we should enter in ballroom dance in four years. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think that would be a great idea. Oh, my God. I would so... Pay for your lessons. Oh but my gosh! You have to wear the dress in high heels. And why? I'm Ginger is my idol. That's right. <laughs> I, I think we should totally that. do it. <gasps> oh, you're on. Right. I definitely. We're gonna have to find someone to teach us dancing after, like, uh, after the show or something. Right. And, uh, and uh, oh, that would be hysterical. We got four years. We're gonna win the gold. We are you definitely. Go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it in our feet. I totally would too. Oh my gosh. Oh, what dress? What color would I use? Okay, anyway. Um, red, white, and blue, of course. No. Well, there'd have hello. to be multiple dresses. Multiple there would, dresses. There are multiple dresses, just like with ice skating. There's oh, multiple there? costumes. Oh, really? Yeah. Most of them are oh. pretty skimpy. I could do it. I know. I it's think I feathers. could probably. Oh, Feathers galore. <laughs> I, I am in. Sparkly tights. Oh. That's right. <laughs> It's very gay, the ballroom dance. It is. Oh, I love it too. Especially, especially her. I mean, she. I mean, in the heterosexual ballroom dancing, that would be. I mean, I. It would be hysterical, even though I do stare at the guy. But it's one of those things where I'm really jealous. Who's likely gay? Oh, hello. Ballroom dancing is very, very oh, gay. Yeah. Second only to ice skating in gayest sports ever. <laughs> and that happens to bring me to a very interesting um, point too. Is that. Oh, darn it. Did I get the right ones? Okay, yes. Is um, um, There are 30, but there is a limit to the number of core sports that they actually allow to have, and then the host city gets to choose so many. Oh, that's really? cool. Yeah, so cool. The, whatever they determine um, to be the... I think one of them is American football, right? They're doing some American the, football? Yes, that's exactly it. They're going to be doing flag football as one of the events that they um, they actually considered. Do you know how many events that Chicago got to choose? No, I don't. Do you know, Meredith? No. Oh, there was only eight. So if oh. you do the math, 8 from 30 is 22. That are the core. And what um, are they? They are. Um, a good question. Um, well, I have all 30 listed. So let me see if I can be able to figure this out. Um, so badminton, uh, basketball, bowling. These are so ungay so far. Bowling's um, kind of gay. Cycling, oh, diving. Very gay. gay. <laughs> oh, I wonder about this one. Figure skating. Oh totally gay. That's like the gay sport. Um, golf. A little gay for the that's, girls. That for the girls, it's a pretty gay. It's pretty gay it's for, pretty, for women. That's pretty It's pretty gay. lesbo. Yeah. Ice hockey. For, for the girls. women, a little gay. Really? Okay. Tell me rugby. Because I think that's the international lesbian it sport. It is the international lesbian sport. That's actually Chicago. Chicago took that one. They, they, said they, they said that one has got to be it. Yeah. Uh, we're added to the program. Um, martial arts. Not mm. so much game. Although, unless you're like rolling around on the floor, but you don't really do that a lot in martial arts. Okay, explain this next one. Physique. Um, Bodybuilding. Oh, Bodybuilding. Oh. Very oh. gay. So gay. <laughs> <laughs> very gay. <laughs> Which is very interesting because sometimes I'm going to have to have like somebody on this because there's a um, there's a website that is like the number one bodybuilding website or whatever, and you go into their like you they people post pictures and then you get to critique them and whatever, and they get into these huge arguments on whether the the picture is gay or not, and I'm like, 
the poor guy is like just showing off like a muscle and they're like he is so gay and i'm like you know what people and then there are people that actually engage in the argument and the poor guy, that's what's so funny. Actually, I did read one one time where they were, the people were battling back and forth on whether he was gay or not gay or da 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 da. And the guy writes in, he's like, I, could you just comment on whether I need some muscle development or I'm just really, I really don't care about this whole argument. But I really posted my picture to find out what, how I can improve what, yeah, they this particular. Better, like criticism. Yeah. They kept going with the argument. People <laughs> just kept arguing and arguing and arguing. And then he writes it again. Okay, thank you very much for your feedback. I mean, he's got like 35 responses, and he's like, <laughs> he's like That's so I, funny. I really would like someone to comment on and I the... Will say, we do say that the physique bodybuilding thing is gay. I say in the general bodybuilding community, they're no. not so gay. No. Oh, you are ostracized for being gay, right. yes. But... But overall, you could. Oh, like In the uh, gay community. In the gay community, bodybuilding oh, is yeah. like... That means you're super gay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's one of the the paths to super gayness. So then there's also powerlifting. Gay for women, certainly. Oh, there you go. Okay. And that is totally the other event I want to participate in. Oh, yo, you'd be good at it, too. Yeah, I totally oh, yeah. Um, racquetball and squash. Um, British. Oh, okay. Definitely British. Gotcha. Um, British or gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this one. Um, oh, road races, which include the 5K, 10K, marathon, yeah, and half marathon. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that everybody does. Yeah, that's a that's a that's, that's a equal general. opportunity yeah. sport. Gotcha. Soccer or football? Football, not so gay. Um, softball? Very, very, very lesbianic. Yeah, it is. Extremely it is super lesbianic. <laughs> lesbianic. Swimming? Eh, a little gay. Okay. I often I think, think it's good for the I think the audience is Yeah, good. it is. It is a little gay because if you think about all the like shaved bodies, right. men that shaving makes each it other, a little that gay. makes the it swimmers a little gay. build. And we, right. right. And I also often think a lot of Olympic swimmers are gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They come across to me as mm-hmm. they I have a little gaydar going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. Um tennis? Yeah, that's gay. Yes, definitely. Um track and field. No. Meh, media. I mean, Again, it's an it's equal, equal opportunity, opportunity thing. Mm-hmm. Triathlon? No. Well, a little gay. There Which one l- makes it triathlon? Because of the swimming? Well, no, because, I mean, there's just a lot of lesbians who do that. Oh, okay. Who are extreme sportists. So Volleyball? Like. Yes, gay. Water polo? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Okay, really? Wow. And you can do underneath the water. Well, and have you seen them? They look like penises bobbing around in the pool. They do? I love that. (laughs) I love that part. uh, um, And um, wrestling. Oh, oh my God! That's like the original gay sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually it was. It was actually, like what if the first actually. gay man? That's a precursor. To, hey, exactly. That's a precursor to gay men, gay butt sex. Yeah, right. it's like yeah, why don't we like, just wrestle? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's safe. <laughs> oh, my bad. So <laughs> I slipped in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they used to do it in the old days in Greek and right. uh, uh, naked. So and probably lubed. Like yeah. Probably. Oh yeah. Had like some beef. Well, that was part of it. Was too is they put and then they would actually scrape the sweat and things because it was mm-hmm. supposed to be. To you seem to know a lot about this. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I've had to um, <laughs> show people a few things. Anyway, um, so then what's the difference between volleyball and beach volleyball? Beach volleyball is in the sand and it's only two players. 
Oh, I see. And regular volleyball is it's a like full a team on a court. Ah, okay, gotcha. This, these are the ones that Chicago chose. So beach volleyball, um, the sport that we're going to be going into, dance sports. That's right. Um, it's me. Darts. <gasps> I think it's for the bar crowd. I find that to not be very sporty. Well, why not? I mean, it's just like arrows, but you don't have the ball. No, there's no. nothing sporty about it. Uh, well, I mean, arrows, you have to really have some real you have to muscular have skill. arm and skill. I've shot archery. Uh huh. And it's you have actually. You're right. I remember I, you. And you hurt yourself too. I have hurt myself doing, doing it. it. It's yeah. A theory. I mean, not that you can't get hurt playing darts, but you know. Well, you, it helps if you don't stand in front of right, it. Right. It's a lot easier to. Drink and play darts, then drink and shoot archery. <laughs> that's true. That's Seriously. That's so why I think that's for the bar flies, but is. for the products. The um, they allow they allow those guys to smoke while it, they play. Well, <laughs> then here's the other one too: pool billiards. You know, they can smoke uh, during that. Also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We already talked about flag football. Plus, um, when you're bending over the table. Oh, cool. it's my right. favorite. Yes. Oh, sorry. Did my oh. stick go there? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, rowing. That's a pretty standard sport. Okay. And also, it is gay because it is a bastion, bastion, mind you, of the same-sex educational facility. The all What's that? Boys, what you... Like all boys prep schools. Oh, you're right. Very, and that's a very gay environment. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I don't know so much about for the girls. Okay. I don't know if rowing is a girls thing. Field hockey. It, it is at Eastern. I know that. Well, so. I know it is, but I'm saying at all girls preparatory. Oh, schools. preparatory schools. Yes, I gotcha. I know, like field hockey would be maybe the equivalent. Ah, okay, gotcha. So it's interesting it's gay in that way. And then you guys already mentioned rugby. Now, what makes rugby so gay? Because almost, almost every lesbian every has played rugby. Yeah. Really? Yes. I never do. I never or realized. I've only known it. about male <laughs> rugby. I mean, that's why. Or has thought about it, or like inquired about it, and. Wow, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and sailing. That's kind of gay. Is it really? Darn you think so? Man. It's I upper it's, echelon gay. Yes, it's ri- it's like rowing. It's, it's like rich gay. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> you have somebody doing it for you. You just get to sit it's and smoke your pipe. It's right. richy gay. That's right. right. Um, and so now what, I mean, what makes them gay, though? I mean, what makes them because... Um, I think there are several, there are a variety of criteria. So what would be the factors? Because we're not just using the derogatory, oh, it's gay. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it is a celebratory yeah, Exactly, yeah. It's gay. So I think that some Hoopla. of the criteria would be, do you get to look at nearly naked people sweating and working hard? Right. Do you get to roll around, you have to, physical right. contact with their butt in some way? In Ooh. some, particularly their butt. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or for the, for, um, like within the case of rugby, are you launching yourself in wild abandon and aggression? And on top some, of and bucks of beautiful women. Right. In some way that you've not been allowed to oh, that's up true. female. That's true. Or do you just look like a big fag when you're doing it? <laughs> that, that always makes the sport gay. Yes. Hence ice skating. Yes. Ballroom dancing. Yeah. I gotcha. You look like a big fag regardless of your gender. It's a gay sport. Yeah, that's true. Okay, see, the other thing too is I've been going to um, YouTube and trying to and looking at some of the um, the ceremonies and things. Very uncoordinated. I mean, I'm just kind of a little disappointed in the uh, ceremonies. That's not very gay. Yeah, so I'm kind of like a little disappointed. It would be super gay if they were running late. Yeah, right. but it would be have to be a fabulous show. Oh, right. it'd be an incredible show! I mean, it right. looks like they With really like thought about a lot of stuff. Female impersonators share right. perhaps on right. stilts. On stilts, thank you. Yes, well they Big do. F- Feather wings and sparkles. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, they do have actually um, 
Uh, Sir Ellen John we're gonna be, is going to be there. Um, Melissa Etheridge is going to be there. Um, I also hear... So the gay and lesbian Ken and Barbie. There, yes, exactly. Greg Luganis um, is is going to be also there. One of the um, reasons diving is so gay. Oh, I think there the you go. There you go. Huh? For a long time, the reason why it was. So yes, gay. for a long time, the reason. Gotcha. Billy Bean um, is going to be there. Oh, I can never say his name, but the football player Esera Tualo. Yes, Tualo. Okay. Tualo. He's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I like that their kids call him Big Daddy and his partner Little Daddy. Yeah, really that is cute. so funny. Um, did I say Billy Bean? Uh huh. Um, and um, and I keep I'm delaying because I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, she was here at the studio a while ago. Big singer. Um, girls just want to have fun. Sandy Lopper, I believe, is also going to be there at the closing ceremony. So it's going to be it's so That's they're cool. attracting some of the. Um, Kate Clinton was there recently. Um, so they've been attracting some. Uh, well, sure. It's a big interesting deal. Interesting folks. The yes. are a big deal. Yeah. So I've been kind of... And one of the things I really like about it is that they don't discriminate against straight people. You know, it's really just to be free in your um, sporting. Right. So, so we're going to take a quick break. Um, right. And then we're going to do some... Uh, going down some memory lane. Hi, this is Kevin Correa from the LGBT Affairs Office at the University of Michigan. Check out Closets Are for Clothes on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And we are back. That was quick. So, um, but he, Fine job, Alex. Thank you very much. So it is. We've Meredith. come to that Wednesday. It's Meredith's last show. I know. It's, it's very, <laughs> but I don't want to say it's her last show. No. I think we're gonna. You're right. I think we're gonna do. We're gonna like um, rename her. Have a roving reporter. That's right. Exactly. Well, roves around Washington D.C. mostly. <laughs> yes. I'll go to the National Zoo and just be like, "Hey, I'm at the zoo. <laughs> I'm at the polar bear exhibit." <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You we wouldn't believe the gay things the polar bears bears from bears Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Oh, I'm and at the I'm flamingo still going to listen to you. Oh, that's right. And how would you be able to listen to oh, us? Oh, that's right. Oh, well, I'll be able to listen to us because I'll be able to listen to us on Apple iTunes. All right. By going to the music store, um, clicking on podcasts and searching for closets. Um, and then you click to subscribe, and the show automatically downloaded every single week. So. That's right. And I just got myself an iPod just for this occasion. Occasion. <gasps> so. Oh my That's gosh. spectacular news. Yes, exactly. So you're never more than a click away from Clock. Right. You're never more than a click away. You can take it with you everywhere you go. And you could be about a part of our click. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> you can. Click, click, click. And um, so what, Dan? What is your favorite Meredith moment? I think it's always the part that always brings the most anxiety to me about every show that Meredith is on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> How are you, Meredith? Fine. <laughs> I agree. And then there's show. some launch into how boring her life yes! is, which we all know it's not be Okay, I have to tell you an issue because we had this conversation the other day. And what was his story? His story was about, I don't know, gay people and, and how people are doing things with people and I don't know. And this giant gay soap opera like he's on Desperate Housewives. And what was my story? Yeah, we uh, sat on the couch and ate cupcakes and uh, drank beer. <laughs> Equally as exciting. No, exactly. Well, I I can't tell you the last time I ate cupcakes and drank beer on my couch. 
That sounds like a good That's night. True. I haven't. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I, when was the last time I've ever? I'm, yeah. It's been like for a long time. Well, I promise that as the ra- the raging reporter. <laughs> <laughs> the raging reporter. That's not good if you're as drinking. The, <laughs> as the roving reporter, I will have more fascinating. I'll tell okay. you about the crazy people I see in the metro and things like that. Right on. Or I'll just go to DuPont Circle. I was just about to say. I'm in the gay mecca of D.C. That's fine. That'd be a good one. And I won't visit the store there from that certain organization. Don't. Don't spend your money and there. <laughs> no, you should go there and tell them. I'm I'm coming in here to let you know <laughs> that I'm not buying. I have this friend. That I'm going to breathe your air but not pay for it. <laughs> no, I don't want any of your stuff. <laughs> and my favorite Meredith moment, because I'm dirty, Uh-oh. is the quick release stripper clothes. Oh, that's right. That's right, which we play at the beginning of every show. I. That's my favorite. I don't know how I let you talk me into doing that. I think it's awesome that you did it, though. <laughs> oh, hello. I mean, I, the whole time I was writing that script, I was cracking up yeah. about that. I thought it was so funny. And I, then at the very end, I was like, I hope she does it. Like, I thought for a brief moment, she's, she's going to say no way. And it's it gonna actually have to be never dragged. occurred to me to say no. Wow. Like, I didn't even good. think about it as like, oh, my God. People are going to think I stripped. Not really, but you know what I mean. So. We know the truth, really. I know, right? You we guys know, know what I do. We're not going to law school. Shh, no. <laughs> right. I'm going to pursue my career as a stripper. You're going to go out and go to Vegas. That's right. <laughs> Be a topless showgirl in sparkly tights and That's, feathers. Oh, my gosh. It's true. That's why I've been spending so much time with Dan. Hey. Exactly. Okay. But you said you didn't want those outfits. <laughs> you said you're going to give away in those 11 That's packages. That's only because I can't look as good in them as you do. Oh. And on that note, thanks for tuning by to Closets. Meredith, best of luck to you. Thank we you. look totally forward to hearing from you once you're in D.C. And safe journey. We'll talk to you all again the same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734 763 3500. That's 763 3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530 SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan 48198. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace. It's a total madhouse out there. Let's follow suit.